You're listening to a DM podcast. G'day, pod lovers, podcasters, podlings, and welcome to Behind the Podcast, the podcast that opens the studio doors and takes a peek behind the microphone to tell you, the listener, the producer, the creator, the aficionado, what's happening in the podverse. I'm Jules, and with me, as always, is Stocks. Hello. On this week's show, Australian Podcasting's Night of Nights, audio is sounding better, and the language of podcasting. Okie doke, Stocks. So, a big week that you're no doubt still feeling the effects of a few days after, but we had the Australian Podcast Awards on Monday night. Yes. How how was the vibe? How was the ceremony? How was everyone feeling? The night of nights for Australian podcasting, obviously. Yeah, it's a lot of fun. So, you've got a lot of people who work in a studio like we're in now, Mm -hmm. rarely meet their audience, maybe never, um, and rarely meet other people within the industry. So, there are a few indoor cats who work in this industry, but we're not all nerds, although there are many nerds. (laughs) And it's just great, I think, for everyone to get around each other. So, it's a lot of fun. The pre... Drinks were really good, but the post drinks were really good as well. What they did, it was at the Seymour Centre in Sydney, and that was where they had it pre-COVID as well. Yep. So that was really cool, the pre-COVID one, because what they did was they had about a 20 to 30 minute intermission uh-huh. during the show, and that was actually the best part of the show. Now the awards have grown to the point where there's so many awards that they just have to power through it. Yeah, it's a bit hard to herd all the cats back into the... Totally. But look, it was a lot of fun. It's just great to get around everyone. Yeah, night of nights. Yes, indeed. <laughs> just a lot of fun. So look, it's, it's a really fun opportunity for everyone who works in this industry to get around each other and have a good time. Yeah, unreal. I mean, it's, it's certainly you know, an industry that's maybe not celebrated all the time. And it's just, yeah, as you said, a good opportunity for people to get together and network if they want to do that or just shoot the shit in any way possible. Absolutely. So let's talk about some of the winners. You know, a good one was the podcast of the year to start with, The Last Outlaws. Yeah, so the way the podcast of the year works is every podcast that wins goes into the podcast of the year pool, pool, and then they get judged from there. Um, The Outlaws is an incredible podcast. Um, Super producer Mandy's been listening to it and just raving about it. So I'm going to definitely make that a priority this weekend. Yeah, well, it's only three episodes, so it's definitely one that you can get through uh, quite easily and and you know just having listened to a, uh, the first episode the production value on it is incredible the storytelling is amazing it's no surprise just even from the get-go to see why this was the winner um so yeah would definitely encourage a lot of people to listen to that one yeah and it's done by impact studios at the university of technology sydney very interesting to yeah. see what they're doing over there yeah it seems like the university is really leaning into podcasting as a way to kind of tell some stories in a different and interesting way and can utilize a lot of the facilities that they have there as well so yeah look for more to come out of those educational institutions uh best comedy irrational fear this is big yeah three times in a row yeah so we actually had lewis hobber who's one of the hosts in here the day after so that was tuesday and we're having a laugh about it he was saying he goes look i don't think we're the best podcast he goes i just think that the way that they judge is you put in snippets you have to put in submit a sort of i think it was yeah under 10 minute snippet of of different episodes of your podcast and he said look just the way they do their show it's perfectly snippable so he thinks it's just absolute fodder for this type of thing um, as well as most comedy podcasts, you kind of need to listen to the entire episode. Yeah, get the vibe. Maybe there's some inside jokes that you need to be across yeah. for the past you know, five years or whatever. Yeah, I think he's underselling himself. Um, you don't win three years in a row. So, not. Yeah. 
But and, and actually, we've got um, Dan Illich in here tomorrow, actually. So, yeah, we're getting the, I guess, what you call podcast royalty coming through. But look, those, those guys, three years in a row, it's a phenomenal achievement. Absolutely. It's a great podcast if you haven't checked it out. Yeah, definitely. Best true crime, the greatest menace inside the gay prison experiment. It also won for best creativity. Yeah, and I think they were nominated for about six things because mm. they just kept coming up and they didn't win until I think the last two. That, these were the last two they were nominated for. Yeah. So we were sitting at a certain point going, ah, I hope these guys win something. Yeah. They were nominated for so many things. It would just be soul-destroying to have rolled up there and not gone anything. So look, this must be a very good podcast because it was nominated across the board. Yeah, well, it's been finalist at the Walkleys. It's won at the New York festivals as well. So, I mean, that's incredible. Um, it got best social justice podcast there, um, best serialized podcast. It, can, it got bronze there, and, and best narrative slash documentary podcast also a bronze. So queer, uh, queer true crime. Yeah, yeah. So we'll put a full list of the winners, a link to the list of the winners in the show notes. But also, you can go to australianpodcastawards.com to see the full list of winners. Couple highlights for mine: Mamma Mia winning best sales house. A few people who were sitting near us scoffed at the sort of fact that there was a best sales team award. And they can stick it up their ass. I mean, it's the most important. This is such an important part of the business. Not everyone's sitting there with these big commission budgets that they can Absolutely. do things on. I don't understand what the contention would be around this. I mean, people want to make money from you know producing the content that they want to produce. Yeah. Mamma Mia winning back-to-back. Having seen inside what their team does, they're easily the best in the business. It's yeah. not even uh, remotely surprising to see that they won. Bullseye Award. This was the highlight of the night for me. Yeah. So the Bullseye Award was the Baby Brain podcast. So what is the Bullseye Award? Bullseye Award's for small podcasts. Okay. So it's podcasts under a certain size audience. And it was won by two mums who make this incredible podcast. And we've got them coming in next week. They gave one of the great speeches, sort of like the Affleck Matt Damon Oscar winning speech for Goodwill Hunting. Yeah. It was just, this is why we came. This was people, they were so excited to have won. They were euphoric. So Archie and I got a photo with them and Life Uncut to show the sort of two ends of the spectrum there Yeah. Uh, at the end. And they were just so much fun. And it was just, it's, it's what podcasting is about. They yeah. were thrilled they won. They were going to turn one on afterwards. And they were, it was just absolutely made their night and they couldn't believe it. Unreal. Shout out to the baby brain. Well, good little segue there as well. Listener's Choice Award went to Life Uncut. Yeah, yeah. Not a huge surprise. An absolute juggernaut of a show. So this is a popular vote podcast mm-hmm. so they have such a rusted on enthusiastic audience absolute credit to the juggernaut that is life uncut yeah another popular one there which is worth a shout out as well as the spotlight award which went to who is daniel johns i think anyone who's in the australian music business or interested i mean you know any fans at all certainly know who silverchair was and were sorry and who daniel johns is i think it was just really interesting insight into him and his career with Silverchair and, and just growing up in the spotlight like that and what it's meant for his life now and how it, how it's shaped his you know adulthood. Yes, and an interesting acceptance speech by Leah Harris where she talked about how hard it is to make podcasts. Yeah. And objectively, subjectively, <laughs> probably the biggest news of the night, the best network, DM Podcast, second year in a row. That's massive stocks. Thank you. That's a credit to our team. Yeah, we were thrilled with this. Going up against big companies, people like Acast and organizations like that. I mean, we're 10 people who sit around here in a little office in Woolloomooloo making great content. Yeah. Yeah, absolute thrill. And just validation, I guess, for everyone that what we do every day, actually, sometimes you're not sure if what you're doing actually is significant or not. 
So, yeah, it was fantastic. And noted that, you know, they talk about the breadth of programming that comes out of this studio. And obviously, we're not trying to make this, you know, beating your own drum too much. But what's the importance of having that kind of, you know, wide ranging uh, voices that come under the network and come under the DM house? I think it's just there's so many interesting stories out there. Um, We'd like to increase the diversity of what we're doing. But we do really enjoy. I mean, the way we sort of explain it in the elevator pitch is we do podcasts ranging from ABC journalists, Lee Sales, Annabelle Crabb, through to counterculture icons like Spanion, mm-hmm. through to people like uh, Michael Theo from Love on the Spectrum who does Mr. A+. Plus. And that gives you an idea of the breadth of the different voices we work with. I look, I think it's just important for people to be listened to and have a, have a platform. And we love independent media and podcasting is one of the greatest forms of independent media. We were pretty rowdy on the night. <laughs> and then we peeled off afterwards to a pub where the... World Cup was playing England against Iran and then we realised we weren't rowdy at all. By comparison to the English and Iranian fans, fans. at a pub at yep. night. It was like, oh, we're just humble little podcasters here. <laughs> we're podcast loud. Yeah, that's right. We need a microphone. These guys have got their bellowing voices. <laughs> but a great, a great night for all. Unreal. Well, congratulations to all the winners, every, all the runners-up, all the participants and just the general podcasting community. It's awesome to see that be represented and celebrated. So, just a bit of news around the town. Spotify unveils audio enhancements. Yeah, right. So, this is via the Anchor app. So, Anchor is the video app that we've always talked about. It's also got things like voicemailing. People can interact. It's that platform. But it's also seen as an entry level, so it's free. Mm-hmm. And they see this as a way to sort of come in. If you want to get into podcasting, hop on Anchor as your first step. If you become a business and want to monetize, you hop onto something a bit more complex like Megaphone, the other platform they bought. But basically what they've done with Anchor is there is an enhance button. So you tap enhance after your recording's finished and it'll automatically reduce the background noise and level your voice out and bring it to the forefront. So look, I think a lot of platforms have this. I know Omni has it, but it's cool. It's a cool way of if you're editing on something like Audacity or GarageBand, then it's a simple fix to make your audio quality better. But it's pretty limited compared to things like programs like what we use, Adobe Audition, which you can really adjust and level and hard limit and this, all these things you can do. Yeah. So I, look, I think this is a good thing. Uh, Adobe has an answer to this, which we'll put in the show notes, but it's Adobe Podcast. It's in beta. And what you do is you drag your recording in there and it will do a similar thing. I mean, it, it feels like from a, a listening experience point of view, this is you know, basically it should be table stakes with anyone who's publishing content. It's just to make sure that you know the level's right and the, the sound quality is to a certain level. And I think you'll see increasingly more and more of the platforms who have podcasts will try to implore people to really take these measures so that you know if i'm listening to three shows in a row i don't need to keep on adjusting the volume and then if ads are coming in as well you know you run the risk of suddenly having your eardrums blown off if you're listening to a really quiet podcast before yeah sort of auto-tune for podcasts totally i do like the idea of enhance just from a um blade runner perspective uh-huh. the same where he's going enhance enhance <laughs> enhance <laughs> Well, I think I'm a big user of the enhanced feature in, in uh, on my iPhone photo. So can talk to the effectiveness of these little enhanced things and what a difference a small button can make. A little random statistics came out. Podcast Nation, an analysis of popular shows by a company called Preply. So if you care about quirky podcast stats, Preply has released a few stats after analyzing Google Trends about podcasts. So what they did was they grabbed 15 of the most popular podcasts in the US and they took the transcripts for them and then they analyzed them 
Nothing earth-shattering here, but just a little bit of fun. The key findings were the top three words American podcasters use are states, crazy, and family. And then liberal podcasters embrace words like weird, different, and online. And right-leaning conservative podcasts favor words like money, president, and inflation. <laughs> and Impulsive, which is the Logan Paul podcast, it was the most searched podcast in the US. Okay, there you go. Yeah, that's one we never really looked at, talked about or anything. But yeah, Outsearch Rogan. Wow, okay. That's big. And certainly, yeah. I don't know if these will change anyone's vocabulary at all or the way you speak or the words you choose to use or what the benefit of that necessarily is. But there you go. You're a bit of a lefty, mate. So start pulling out weird and different a bit yeah. more. <laughs> <laughs> I will try and be different and not weird. And Listener has launched It's a Sign podcast, Astrology for a New Generation. So on the heels of what we were talking about last week, yeah. the, uh, another astrology podcast, another Aussie astrology podcast. I wonder if anyone saw these coming. <laughs> I do like that. Hosted by astrologer Catherine Gillies, It's a Sign is a daily 90-second guide to life. I could get around that. It delves into the complexities of the zodiac, uh, Gillies charts moon and planetary transits, and in simple language, explains to listeners how these changes translate to their day-to-day lives. The selling point here is it's been created specifically for Australian astrology fans who until now have had to, you know, the majority of all these astrology podcasts are European or US-based. So what you're getting is you're getting US timelines on astrology and you're basically getting the day's read as you're going to bed so you've missed out no that's not right at all if you do believe in the zodiac then this is a cool little 90 seconds in the morning to get around it yeah brilliant well i like anything that's short and is able to provide in the words of italian celebrity chef gino de campo minimum effort maximum satisfaction great so you reckon they're just trying to grab things that are just appearing parts of newspapers and they're just trying to grab little things like that, which were daily parts of newspapers and seeing if you can turn them into audio. It feels like that's what's happening. Yeah, so do we have the Sudoku coming up next? Oh, boy. So, Jules. Stocks. What have you been listening to? Look, I think uh, you and I were discussing this before the show, actually. I think there's just been so much content coming out about the recent Bob switching that's happening over in America with Disney. Oh, Bob Iger's return. That's right. So maybe the effects of this won't really be felt too much in Australia too suddenly, but it's huge. I mean, certainly in America, this is a massive corporation. They were doing great business under Bob Iger up until the pandemic. And then he stepped down. He named his successor. They've come in. It's been a bit of a sort of slump in, and certainly, you know, what well, they lose one point five billion in a quarter. Yeah, that's for right. Streaming, that's right. Share price plummeted. Suddenly, Bob Iger is back. Yeah, and off the news of that, the share price has increased. Now, it's a completely different landscape to when he left. So, it will be fascinating to see what happens with that. There's a lot of interest in in what he'll do here because he was a very celebrated uh, media figure. Yeah, I think you could make a case Disney is the number one media company in the world in terms of um, its brand credibility. And what was fascinating is that the this was announced by press release on Sunday evening US time and yeah. it just broke the internet. I've listened to at least nine, ten podcasts about this, everything from Pivot through to BS Report, through to The Town, through to The Watch, um, Stratechery, Dithering, just could not get enough of this. Yeah. Um, it's fascinating. Sam, so that's taken up a lot of my listening this week. It's great to see these reactionary podcasts as well, people jumping on so quickly. Sunday night was 
maybe a really smart time to do it because everyone just grabbed their mics and hopped on. And yeah, wrote totally. It down. And you can get a lot of unfiltered opinion there and, and people's actual thoughts while they're kind of reacting to the space. I mean, maybe people are a bit more reluctant to put things down in print because, you know, once you've done that, it's there easily for people to share about and, and take things out of context. I mean, that can obviously be done with podcasting as well, but it still seems like a bit more of a truthful platform at this stage. Yeah, it's fun to see sort of the, almost a Twitterfication of podcasting where the emergency pod, which we're guilty of, Absolutely. and the reactionary pod, um, it, it's out there. So it, it's fascinating to see something like this, which I guess the average person wouldn't give a shit about. No. Um, really sort of breaking the, the internet. Yeah, um, this and, and, you know, Elon Musk, obviously, his takeover of Twitter. I mean, there's a, some massive news stories, some big corporate events that are happening that do get generate a lot of content around them and, and what the impact and implications of those, particularly with everything that's going on in the tech world and the uncertainty around streaming services, et cetera, et cetera. There's a lot of people who are interested in what the effects of this might be. What a glorious time for podcasting. Absolutely. How about you, Stocks? What are you listening to outside of that? Nothing. I had nothing else. No more bandwidth, my throat. <laughs> <laughs> You've reached a critical mass. Yes, and may have been playing Herd on Tuesday. Yeah, fair enough. Well, look, those kind of big nights can take a couple of days to recover from. No, and look, a big week for, for our organisation as well. Probably not been officially announced yet, but we are taking our talents to listener uh, after a year with Nova Entertainment. Okay. So more to come on that. But yeah, official announcement will be in a couple of weeks. Yeah, great. It'll be good to dive into that a little bit further at some stage if yes. you're open to it. Absolutely. Awesome. All right, well, that wraps up Behind the Podcast for another week. Thank you for all the listens. Thank you to all the listeners. And don't forget, you can follow us on Instagram at Behind the Podcast, the most active Instagram account in all the land. So again, apologies if you've reached out to us on there. But certainly, email is the most efficient and best way to get through to us. So if you do have any questions, thoughts, inspirations, or anything you want to know, just email us at btp at dm.org.au. And thanks, as always, to our super producer, Mandy Coolen. <laughs>